Hello and welcome back to our ninth episode of Fajitas tonight. We have returned and it's me, Elle. And me, Morgana. Hello. Sorry we've been away for so long. We have had a few minor requests. Um, wondering where we've <laughs> Non-aggressive. been. Non-aggressive. Morgana, where have you been? Well, Elle, I've been mostly at home, in bed. Me and Elle, as we said in the last episode, have just been doing the final stretch of our degrees and I actually finished mine Woo-hoo! yesterday. Yes. I submitted my dissertation and two other essays, which is the um, equivalent of 50% of my degree. So we've got no idea where it's all going to go. Fingers crossed it's all right. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I'm totally done. So I spent a lot of time in bed, obviously being really studious, um, eating food at home. And then I also uh, went to Amsterdam as well. Yeah, that 50% (laughs) if it all goes downhill, we know it's called King's Day. Yeah, I know. So good. It was King's Day, which is basically like their St. Patrick's Day and everyone wears orange. And then I was on a boat staying with Tanisha and... And jazz shout outs. Tanisha did say she would listen to the pod. Um, yeah, no, I had the best time. It was just like being back. Yeah. Cycling around. Oh. Did you eat anything good there? I know we're doing this later, but I am just intrigued. Oh, oh yeah, definitely. Um, they have like, so Indonesia is a colony of um, the Dutch. So like tempeh. Right. It, it's like tofu, but it's like oh, what, not liquidy. So uh-huh. yeah, I literally bought some and brought it back. It's so good. So we had that in like wraps, like fajitas. Oh, <laughs> I didn't even realise that I was... Oh, what uh, you like, what you like. What am I like? We do just eat them all the time. But We yeah. actually had them like three days ago. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was literally the first day we were both back together at uni and it was like I was hoping that Elle would, you know, catch on that she should cook me fajitas because I'm coming home. And then I offered because I'm loving... I know. And actually, I did really fancy them. Yeah, yeah. I don't tend to have them when I'm not with you. I don't have them. And I try. I had them once with Ewan, but um, he just doesn't, like, understand. I'm like, oh, can we get the table ready? He just doesn't get... Like, me and Elle have got it down to a T. We have a time... Getting the condiments out, you know, getting the the wraps ready. And also, I guess he probably wanted, like, all the Exactly, and the quantity. Yeah, he just didn't really understand how to, like, fill his wrap. (laughs) Yeah, Ewan cretin <laughs> anyway oh, what about got you? A shout out. I, yeah, his friends I doubt he one. listens but yeah maybe his friends do I've heard off, right? I know yeah. we did we got a little comment got we'll see if we'll get another one after this yeah, see if actually, yeah. you've got a shout out now boys what about you Elle what have you been doing oh god mine's so boring I've literally just been <laughs> mine wasn't thrilling <laughs> just, I did a few days of work am I just working as a play worker that um, is actually a really interesting job no it was really good but I'm too. I'm done with it now. That's not oh, what I mean. really? I'm just yeah. I'm just. I've been there for four years. I know. It's time to move on. You know. Yeah. And I'm not gonna say it, but onwards and upwards. Onwards and upwards. So <laughs> um yeah, I did I did a few shifts there, and then I've just been revising. Had my first exam the other day. Went fine. Mm-hmm. It was over my birthday, which was a bit depressing, but oh, I know. we took the afternoon off, didn't we? Yeah, it was we a take home exam, not like I just left. Yeah, the yeah, exam. yeah. Just to clarify. Um. So yeah, and then just been revising. My day is very boring. It's library lunch which is a highlight gym yeah. and then and then dinner, dinner and movie and dinner and movie in the evening yeah, yeah. we yeah. don't i like how as a house we actually don't do anything in the evening like it's chill time because we've done everything yeah today. i mean we are saying this we did go out last night oh yeah <laughs> we like, went out oh to my Gales. God, I'm working so hard i know yeah we're <laughs> acting like we're really studious you guys will see oh yeah so we should probably introduce what we're actually going to be doing in this episode oh god yeah but since it's been about a month it's been a month yeah which is ridiculous we are basically 
expanding our consuming segment into everything that we have consumed in this last month. Um, so you will realise just how studious we've been because we've actually managed to watch quite a few My mum's going to be like, why have you watched so much stuff on TV and also Netflix? Like, it's normally I'm just a Netflix. Ah, this time, so many series. I love that. I've that. just blazed through. So good. But it shows we're multitaskers. Yeah. Millennial women, um, 21st century, multi-hyphenates. Shout out to Emma Gannon. <laughs> she tweeted you. Oh, this was exciting. Oh, yeah. yeah. I listened to... Well, I was going to mention it in the consuming segment, but I'll give it a little now i listened to um uh the control out delete emma gannon's podcast um with elizabeth day on there and i kind of tweeted like wow this was such a good episode you'll hear more about that later but um yeah basically elizabeth day re- like replied was like thank you and emma gannon retweeted me um also and then elle's got a oh little God, celebrity moment as well because it was my birthday that i got the reply and mm. um audrey formerly known as Carlos Finest, <laughs> from um, the Receipts podcast replied, I sent her like a DM, just like of a meme that was relevant to her. Mm-hmm. And she replied like, facts, haha. And I was just like, oh my God. I know, I know. Oh my God. By the I queen of her. podcasts. Exactly. Love the receipts. Um, but yeah, so should we crack on? Yeah. All I'm right. up for it. Let's get into it. So, Elle, what have you been consuming this past month in terms of viewing? In what have viewing? you been watching? Um, quite a lot, actually. I'll get <laughs> straight in. I was really, really behind, and everyone's going to be like, we've already watched it, but I was away in Berlin when it came out. Um, I've watched Killing Eve. Yay. Yeah, loved it. You, we started watching it just after we recorded the last podcast. Morgana left on the Sunday and I watched the whole rest of the series. Knew you would, <laughs> knew it. So good so now, good. I'm really excited yeah. for the next yeah, one. Yeah, coming very soon. But yeah, massive fan of uh, P. Waller-Bridge. Love oh, her. Yeah. Oh, oh, we should mention. I was going to say, because also, obviously, Fleabag 2 finished. Yeah. So we watched the last Yeah, series. of course. And we're all a bit of a... We've got a fan club in the house, haven't we? Oh, we do. So um, I don't know if you guys would have seen this in the news, but basically Phoebe Waller-Bridge, after the success of Fleabag, she is doing a final run um, of the theatre show just between August and September, and we have managed to get tickets. What, what queue were you... What was the queue when you started yesterday? Oh, I was number, like... I had multiple tabs open. I think at one point I was maybe, like, 600... But there was, Rach but Rach was, like was also trying. Yeah, she was like two thousand. So Mad. I managed to get in. Yeah, we're so. But lucky. with perseverance, we've managed, and we will be seeing our icon that is Phoebe Waller-Bridge for the last time. Woohoo! Woohoo! So yeah, exciting. I watched um, Fleabag series two. Obviously, the priest. I can't. He's oh. not even like he's not like conventionally attractive. Do you know what I mean? Like he is obviously a nice looking guy, but he's not like whoa. But like there's it's the something... voice. I think is he Irish? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, an Irish Catholic. <laughs> but no it's not even the voice it's just him he's just got something it's like a twinkle he's got a twinkle in the eye yeah he does have a twinkle yeah, in the eye yeah me and Rachel like but it's the same pilf, guy who plays pilf, Moriarty pilf. in um, Sherlock so don't watch the, the twinkle in the eye is kind of murderous in that one so oh, yeah. maybe that'll change your view choke your daddy but, yeah. god my parents <laughs> oh my god <laughs> anyone who didn't hear what Elle just said no, just rewind no. and turn the volume up yeah okay Elle um, what else have you been consuming <laughs> Um, then I also watched... Oh, we watched I Feel Pretty. Yes, yes, I was going to mention. Okay, um, go on then. So, oh, you, no, no, you. you no, go. no, you. I want to hear your thoughts because we actually didn't... Oh, okay, well, this time. is the Amy Schumer film and she basically, it's kind of, I think it's like, comes from the idea of Shallow How, but basically she falls on her head. On her head. She hits her head hits when her. she falls off of a sulfit bike. <laughs> That's what I mean. <laughs> she In spin class. 
Um, and then she like when she looks in the mirror, she is like bigger. Like, yeah, she's she's conven she's considers herself not conventionally attractive because she's slightly bigger. Yeah, and she's then, like a normal sized. Person, yeah, exactly. But, but like when you Emily see Rajdowski. Hollywood, you <laughs> yeah. are like, oh yeah, like compared to other people in the public eye, basically. Yeah, and then she falls, hits her head, and when she looks in the mirror, she sees herself as like this skinny beautiful her idea beautiful beauty, in inverted yeah. commas here but you it's interesting because we never see it so i don't know what she sees do you exactly know, and, and, and i quite like that see, I, yeah, I do like that but i would be intrigued to see mm. what she sees yeah so what i thought of the film i liked it actually more than i thought i liked Same. the concept of it and I think the we message it, of think, it i think i was going into it a bit anti like oh god this because is yeah be, but because a few people had said that there, there was a bit of controversy and i do understand at the scene in the end when she's talking to emily ratatowski and she's like you're skinny how could you possibly have any problems and yeah. i was like well that's a bit naive isn't it but um and also i don't find amy schumer funny that that is the only time I've ever seen her. So maybe I'm yeah, saying in this film else. I did not find her funny. Oh, we had a a listener request to watch her comedy train wreck stand up. Oh, no, stand up. It's called Growing because she's pregnant now, right? Oh, we should watch that. Okay, yeah, and we'll, we'll watch that. Because I don't really and we'll know give her that view. Well. Yeah, no, me neither. But I don't even follow her on any social media. Yeah, no, neither do I. I'm not really into American stand up. I'm not really stand up. So I don't. Well, you hate stand up, don't <laughs> I you? I do. But yeah, no, we should. We'll give it a try before we'll hold on judgment. But yeah. the film is worth watch. Yeah, I really liked it. I think, I think it's an interesting conversation to have. And even that bit yeah. at the end with Emily Ratajkowski, like when I was like self reflecting on that, I was thinking mm. you do think when you you think that attaining those like aesthetic goals that you set for yourself will make you happier. Mm. So if you start going, so I've just started going to the gym and there is a yeah. part of me that thinks, oh, when I've toned up a bit, I will be happier. Like, and that's something that's sort of been ingrained in probably like most women to be fair. So and true. men as well. Like yeah. that you think that physical, um, like your aesthetics is yeah. everything. And that's where you get your and value. And that they're gains and that that's something to be achieved. And then, that, then you will reach happiness. So I think maybe even that Emily Ratajkowski bit was just, um, showing kind of like how most people do think. They yeah. think like I would think, Oh, well, you're fit. So what, what exactly. have you got to be upset about? Obviously she doesn't. And that's maybe it's just showing us, you know, how weird that is in our head. That yeah. Yeah. Because the whole film, you are hopefully watching it, thinking, looking at her, like, why are you thinking this badly of yourself? And, like, the whole message is that her confidence is what makes people attracted to her and, like, yeah. she can do things so long as she's confident and believes in herself. Yeah. So, so. yeah, I was a fan of that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I've still got a list. Sorry, I'm, I'm still oh, yeah, going. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, also watched The Victim on BBC iPlayer. Oh, Scandi The Victim. Is it? Okay. What do you mean by that? Because, you know, like all the Scandi ones when they're all like, they're all called The Bridge oh, like or The, the Widow or, something. or yeah. you know what I mean? Okay, no, it's not set in Scandinavia. It okay. is set in Edinburgh. Ooh. I, I think. It's in Scotland. Edinburgh slash Glasgow. It, it jumps between <laughs> one two One the big Scottish... Oh, no, no, no it jumps oh, between I see. <laughs> God, I'm not an idiot. <laughs> no, I literally am. My geography knowledge is awful. Um, but that was really interesting because basically I think it was based on um, the James Bulger, John Venables kind of oh, case. Wow. Yeah. So um, basically this vigilante child killer group, you know, where they try and find child killers and then they put their information on Facebook and stuff and same with paedophiles. But in this sense, it, in this instance, it was about um, a child killer and they basically posted this guy's information online and then he starts and then he gets um, attacked um, and nearly killed. 
and he wakes up in the hospital and everyone's like what the hell and obviously his family are like what the hell I can't believe this attack's happened um and he's been accused of being this child killer um and it follows the mother who is then being convicted for in, like engaging people and getting him to be attacked and it's her trial but then he's also basically on trial of like moral trial of like whether he is the killer or not because obviously his identity was he was given a new identity when he left prison if he was the killer but it's really interesting because it literally i just my head was spinning the whole time each i think it's only four to six episodes can't remember okay but the whole time you're constantly back and forth thinking he is he isn't he is and then you have to keep reminding yourself it doesn't matter if he is because he served his time but then does it matter and the thing is if she's attacked him but he's actually technically if he even is him he served his time oh it's one of those were like morally questioning yeah really it's actually really good i would recommend um and what i found really interesting about it that i discussed with my mum as well is the mother character was like not very likable and i think that really swayed me in thinking that he wasn't the child killer and and thinking that the way that she was arguing in court like oh but you are it's like this isn't his trial this is your trial i really kept thinking about that i think it's because she wasn't made to look very likable which is interesting because it brings up issues of like women always have to be liked you know yes um oh i think i'm gonna watch this now yeah because and also it's just really interesting because it shows the like repercussions of um a family death on the rest of the family when one person obviously can't move on so the mother had never gotten over it. Obviously, her son was killed when he was only, like, eight, I think. This is obviously fictional. I'm sounding really, like, <laughs> sentimental about it. Um, and she had another son born, like, ten years after him, and that son was just playing up and, like, had the behavioural problems, and she couldn't sort of, like, look past the death of her own son to think for the good of her second son and yeah. what he might need and stuff. So that was so interesting. Ooh. Um, yep, you sold it to me. Yep. Also been watching The Widow, the Widow on Ooh, ITV. Oh, God, they've all got the same name, I know. They? Um, And that's really good. It's about a woman who loses her husband in a plane crash in um, the Democratic Republic of Congo. Is that how you say it? Con- in the Congo. Um, and basically, he's died. And then three years later, she sees him on TV and in, in news footage of, like, um, a disturbance. And she's like, that's my husband. So she goes out there and basically unravels this whole big like scandal within the government and how he's wow. basically like, is he alive, isn't he alive? It's really good. I haven't actually finished yet. I've got one episode left, but wow. it is a banger. Would watch. Um, it's Kate Beckinsdale. And I've never oh, actually yeah. seen her act. So yeah. that was interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then just on a lighter note, mm. Lunatics on uh, Netflix. <laughs> and oh, me and Ellie also rewatched the whole series of Summer Heights High in literally one sitting. We did not move from the couch. That is amazing. But obviously, I'm revising really hard. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, um, studying hard. I'm probably going to get, you know, a really good degree. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, Lunatics. I was interested to watch that because obviously he got quite a lot of um, backlash after Angry Boys had um, kind of black blackface in it. so you can see he's clearly removed that element um and but there's still some sort of like disabled jokes in there and it's it's not completely comics go very close to the ground and also i think australians are quite out there more than oh really yeah like if you think about like language more outrageous yeah yeah they're swearing and stuff so and it's like more yeah casualized so but it still is funny it's still got essentially him like my favorite character is becky like the <laughs> girl who's just gone to college in america from australia and she's like seven foot two <laughs> identical twin no not ident- non-identical twins with a girl who's like 
five foot six. It is just stupid but funny. Was it you who we watched? There was that video circulating on Facebook of the yes, woman. Yes, it was really I think tall. he's got inspo from that because yeah. she also has to bend backwards and like her oh, hair gets caught in the fans. <laughs> and she was like, Facebook. <laughs> yeah, my space. Yeah, so it's really funny. Um, what have you been viewing? What have I love? been viewing? Um, well, alongside watching I Feel Pretty with You, we also the gals watched Thirteen Going on Thirty. Oh, yeah. Like for the first time because Elle had seen this classic, but the rest of us hadn't somehow. And it was recommended in the Galentine's episode by me. It was, yeah, it, it was. was, and I have to say it was amazing. Yeah. It's I can't believe I've gone so many years without watching it. It's brilliant. Yeah, it's so good. And Mark Ruffalo. I know, I love him. Oh my God, I love him so much. I just saw a meme today and it was like, can someone tell Mark Ruffalo that he is famous? And it was just (laughs) four pictures next to each other of him taking photos, looking really excited of other celebrities posing. Oh my God, he's just so humble. He's like the kind of person who I instantly trust. But yeah, so I love that. Um, I've all. I am also the um, the resident Game of Thrones viewer in this oh, podcast. Is he? What else? Why would you do that criticism? She's just resenting the fact the rest of the world is watching it and she's got FOMO. I've got FOMO, <laughs> but I just can't be bothered. No, to be fair, that is that does make sense. But speaking as the viewer, um, it is back and it is it's very on point. I would say it's kind of stressful because like all the big characters who have survived the series are now all together, so you know that like. Well, half of them are probably going to die. But um, three episodes in and it's just, it's still got the power to shock and it's so good. And you're just watching it like, (gasps) the budget is just insane. It is amazing. It is so, so good. Um, One of the episodes was watched. We did, this was on the way back from Amsterdam, but me and Jazz were desperate to watch it because we couldn't go on the internet until we had watched it. The spoilers were too available. But um, so we watched half an hour before the flight, had the flight, (laughs) then we got back to mine watch the rest it was just stressful having that buffer in the airport but worth it um dedication the dedication you wouldn't understand oh god uncultured swine (laughs) i've also been viewing our planet david atterborough's latest um netflix show i haven't seen that i'm really behind i am am an uncultured swine (laughs) yeah well i haven't like finished it but um it is really really good it's like it's got everything that Blue Planet had, but it's becoming a lot more serious now. Because oh, you yeah. get, like, the beautiful nature, and you're like, wow, everything's amazing, and it's still, like, funny. It's got a clear message. But he's clearly... He's, Attenborough's getting serious. It's still his soft voice, but he's just like, guys... Shit. Yeah, you have done, like, this shit. You need to clean up your mess. Look how fast the environment is being destroyed. And you're watching it, it's like... Ugh. There was one scene with, like, these walruses and you're just like how can we prevent this from happening they were all just there was a whole island of them and they all just their whole lives they're just lying on each other so squished you can't even comprehend that they have that little body space because we are destroying their landscape but yeah i'm really sad but and also i don't know how this worked but like i've been reading a bit about the attenborough effect yeah and how he's like sing like through blue planet and everything he's like um reduced single-use plastic rates like of consumption um but it's interesting how like our planet dropped and he also did another climate change like like an hour special on bbc and how that all happened like to the backdrop of the extinction rebellion Mm -hmm. while that was going on yeah i was just like which kind of caused the other you know what i mean yeah it's like art imitating life and also like greta thurnberg was going around speaking as well which was really interesting protest yeah yeah and she's 16 she's so interesting like amazing that you could be 16 i read an article on her about her autism Autism. yeah that was really yeah and how well it's how like her i think it might have been a guardian article but it's how like 
uh, because of her autism, she feels like she can't really... Like, she can tell when someone's lying. It's basically like a bit of a bullshit radar, I would yeah. describe it as, which I think is so good and so needed. But she's, like, quite, like, radical. Like, in order to get... She's Swedish. In order to get over to the UK for the rebellion, she got the train. Like, she doesn't fly. It took her two days, something like that. <laughs> Emma Thompson, on the other hand. Oh, yeah, Emma Thompson just rocked up. Which I feel is poor, by the way. Some people criticised her. They're like, oh, so classic celebrity, so contrived, whatever. I'm like... You go, girl. Fair. But, yeah. but then weren't they criticising her for getting a plane over? Oh, is that what she did? Yeah, that's why that I think that's why the criticism. Oh, I didn't actually know. Yeah, that. no, not because she's giving support, because she was giving support and then flew over. I'm pretty sure. Oh, well, Maybe that is a bit Google of a this. contradiction. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Emma T. Still love her though. But then I mean, like, what else she gonna do? Get the ship and take like three days? Or just stay yeah, wherever she was take. and not show her support. Emma Thompson. That's like classic. You have to be perfect in order to support a cause. Exactly, exactly. Like I don't think that's true at all. I think people just need to swallow the pill that every not everyone is perfect. I found a very trustworthy source called The Mirror, Uh Um, and it says Emma Thompson joins climate change protests after hopping on five thousand four hundred mile flight. Oh, classic headline. Bless her. No, um, I'm a fan. I mean, we can't all judge because all of us go on holiday, don't we? Exactly. Or use it for business or... Yeah, It's yeah. modern transport. I don't know what, what we're going to do about it. Exactly. They need to change the system from within, which is what the protest was all... That's the whole point of the bloody rebellion, that the government are not doing it. Like, individual changes aren't enough. Yeah. But, yeah. Okay. Interesting. Go That's on, what I've been uh, watching this past month. What have you been listening to, Elle? Listening podcast to... Podcast sphere. Yeah, I kept going on little walks, obviously, it's like revision break, up Rygate Hill. Oh, Shout out, Rygate yeah. Hill. Any Rygate there? I was a fan, I was a fan. Oh, yeah, I made everyone... I literally made everyone do that walk. <laughs> to the sportsman. Yeah. Get to, a drink. End up at the pub. Yeah, end up at the pub. Oh, the food, that was so good. It was good. I went about four times after you there. Really? Because yeah. <laughs> it was like on my little commute. It was like, well, my commute for the walk. For a break. I don't know, oh. it was like, I may as well walk to somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it yeah, makes sense. Made everyone do it. Um, but yeah, so I've been listening to a lot of podcasts. My favourite, so I have narrowed it down. Um, there was a daily episode, The Daily, oh, which yeah. is like on American, it's like mm. a New York Times spin-off thing. Yeah. Um, on American news. Um, and it was called The Battle to Control the Murdoch Empire. Ooh. Really random. Didn't know anything about it. So obviously Rupert Murdoch owns like shit ton of news outlets including like i think he owns fox as well oh okay foxtel or something to do with fox um so he's got like a whole empire and basically he got really ill um and collapsed and now everyone's freaking out about who is going to take over from him when he passes away this is sort of imminent um and yeah that was really interesting because it was just talking about how he sort of like gained all these news outlets both in america the uk and australia how he's moved over to america got like citizenship there and stuff and um and then talks about his two sons who are like going to be potential heirs of the murdoch empire and one's really like conservative right wing and the other one's really liberal like greeny lefty interesting yeah and it's like who is going to take over and then where will it go because i think the the murdoch empire at the moment is always viewed as quite like right-leaning um, obviously, like Fox News of the World, oh, yeah, which got yeah. shut down, etc. So that was really interesting. If you're interested in media, yeah, news. I'll give that a listen. Yeah, they're all the good thing about the Daily is they're all like thirty minutes and under, so yeah. it's good for like a digestible quick commute. format. Yeah. yeah. And then I listened to the Daily episodes. 
the abortion wars part one and two so there's two sections oh my god so interesting so obviously you've read Jodie Peacock's Spark of Light yes so it's based around the same sort of thing as that so the last clinic left in Missouri Ah. and they talk to the pro-lifers who stand outside like really objectively as well it's not sort of like leaning either way and well I guess it does in the second part but yeah it does talk to them and how they get people it talks about how they get um, people to turn around and like how they count their successes and techniques because I guess we're always um, you always think about pro-life as standing outside and like throwing things at people but he goes up and like gives them roses and tries to chat to them and like help them and um, so talks about that it also talks to the abortionist at that clinic and his, him and his wife and the, they're both kind of like into female reproductive health and um, how the pro-lifers always try and tell him, like, you know, we can we can help you get another job. And he's like, no, I've trained to do this and I want to do this for yeah, women. Like, yeah. um, and he talks about obviously like how funding is being an issue and how getting there obviously is a massive issue for your low economic um if you come from a low economic background and it's there's only one in a whole state and obviously states in America are like, bloody huge yeah um and then they go and talk to a clinic in another state which a lot of the people from missouri go to because it's easier to get to um and how many people they get in there yeah um and they talk to a girl who is i believe she's like 16 to 18 i can't remember exactly and her mother and how much it costs to get it and how she got the support and how they feel emotionally about it and that was really interesting as well um i just so I think yeah. it's just such an interesting topic, isn't it? And it's yeah, so, like, I'm definitely going to listen to that. Even, oh, definitely. Not even, like, it's not just in America. Obviously, there is an issue in America, particularly with it, but, like, if no, you're a is. woman anywhere, it's We had repeal the 8th, and that was Ireland, but Northern yeah. Ireland's still a hurdle to tackle. It's yeah, like... exactly. Um, so, yeah, it just, oh, just honestly makes me so grateful for living in England. I, was I like, know. If I needed an abortion, it, I don't think it would cost me anything and it costs her like six hundred dollars or something and so if you don't have that money and you you don't have the money for the the petrol to get there etc so yeah um if you're interested in american issues and abortion listen to that yeah um phoebe Waller-Bridge, i had a binge on her on how to fail elizabeth oh yeah yeah which was just really interesting i love hearing about how actors get to where they are and how they always do theater and they always have different dreams and they just end up like I know, but I often yeah, I find that they are they work hard. Oh my god, yeah. They, but it's, it's just crafted. That, yeah, it's the craft yeah. That they never thought they'd they'd get yeah, onto. Yeah. Um. So listen to that. Then also I've listened to a lot of David Tennant does a podcast. Oh yes, it's good, rest. isn't it? It is good. So you should listen to the Jennifer Garner one. Yes, I will now that I've watched about, thirteen going on thirteen. She talks about that. Yeah. Um. I listened to it with Tina Fey. Yes, yes, I need to listen to that one. That's too. really interesting. She was, she's so interesting and really that seems so down to earth. Like, mm, mm. um, she was talking about SNL. So when she was on Saturday Night Live and how like she created Thirty Rock and juggling that with like her her uh, family life, just so interesting and how she basically like creates. Uh, comedy and stuff for herself um or for people like her because she's like well i'm not gonna get cast in like a gorgeous lead you know um that's really interesting then i listened to james corden on there yes we can have a little discussion about this yeah because james corden is quite a controversial figure so l what is your opinion on him so before the podcast okay obviously gavin and stacy really funny really liked and then i just felt like I think it's like a British pride thing. He like left for America. Ah. And I think I've been a bit hurt by this. And I'm like, oh, you think you're better than us in LA with your carpool karaoke. And I feel like I always felt like he was a bit fake and 
a bit over perform like a really performative person and yeah. it just kind of like stressed me out and I was like I don't want to watch you I don't think you're funny I think you're acting um and it's meant to be like with James Corden and then yeah. listening to the and podcast listening to the podcast changes it doesn't it because yeah. he just he, he started out as an actor and then he kind of describes how he like with carpool karaoke with the late 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 with the Late Late Show, he still views that as a performance. Yeah. That's still a persona. Yeah, so I think maybe it's not him that I don't like, maybe it's his persona on the Late Late Show. Yeah, so. but I, yeah, I've always liked him. I think I just think he's, I think he's a talented writer and I do think he's a clever guy and I think he got into fame quite young, which he does also admit on the podcast. Yeah, he says and he about went, how he was a bit of a Yeah, and... I feel like so many celebrities need to be cut some slack because they literally learn their craft in the limelight. Yeah. And they learn not to be a dick in the limelight. When you get so much attention at once... Unexpected as well. Unexpected Like, I'm attention. sorry, if you go on Love Island, you complain about attention when you get off. No, exactly, yeah. But with if you are, a, like, a, um, a screenwriter or what, exactly. whatever... Exactly. Like, what is he... What's the word? Scriptwriter? Yeah. Yeah. I suppose in that way. Um, Then, yeah. No, so he was actually... That was really interesting. And I felt like you could even notice in his voice the difference in him chatting to David Tennant, who's obviously a friend. Ah, yeah. Compared to how he talks to the celebrities and stuff. Oh, definitely. On the Late Late Show, I prefer so much as this down-to-earth British guy. Whereas I think, obviously, the American, you have to play it up. Mm. So I just think, yeah, good on him. And it's it's changed my opinion. I know he'll really care about this. He's probably listening to the podcast right now. He's a good friend of old Ruth Jones, who is my then I listened to Jordan Stevens' podcast, The Whole Truth, not to be confused with uh, John James's <laughs> The Whole Truth podcast, which is what I was actually looking for when I found this. Um, <laughs> I yeah. need to listen to this. Reggie Yates, I listened to that episode. Um, it's really good. They talk about acting, like rise to fame, mental health issues, counselling, quite like f- like family and like um, father figures. It was just like a nice thing to listen to on the train. I really like Reggie Yates. He's, yeah, yeah, same. He's, good. he's a sound guy. And so yeah. is Jordan. He's really good at articulating... Oh, definitely, thoughts. yeah. And then that brings me on to who was on. Jordan Stevens was a guest on Get It Off Your Breasts. He was their first male guest, which I thought was so interesting. I know. They are like, this is their fourth series, third series? Yeah. But I guess I've always viewed Get It Off Your Breasts as like a... A female space. A female space. Um. So then I was thinking about it. I was like, this is actually really interesting that they've picked Jordan as the, the first man to bring on. And it was quite fitting, I think, because he is really woke and like really does think about feminist he's, femi- yeah, he's definitely yeah. a feminist oh, you know? definitely. He, and he's one of the key players in trying to like bring down toxic masculinity in like the British media space um, so yeah I'm a fan I liked that um, and then it brings up questions of you know like how to what extent can men be involved in feminism well he mentions it himself in the episode he was like i read this article about faux feminists people who wear the t-shirt and people who say yeah 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 i'm here for you i'm here for you girls but anyway what is everyone doing later and he was worried that he himself comes under that category like feminist in name but not really like in action but the fact that he's even thinking about that i think it means that he is woke and aware and then that brings back that's like well, to what extent can you consider yourself a feminist? Exactly, if that's you, the whole like, guilty feminist is, thing. Like, we is. are all just like, no one's perfect. It comes, it comes back to that. That's like yeah. the main message, Everybody's isn't it? Everybody's allowed Elle? to have, you know, faults. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so, oh, and, oh, oh my God. So interesting. You have to listen to this. I was telling all the girls, <laughs> we were at Nando's the other day, like me and my home friends, and I was like, guys, I'm going to tell you about this podcast. Um, so it's a Beyond Today episode, and it's called Why Would Your Mattress Spy On You? Ooh. really random and it's about um south korea and the issue they have with porn 
and like spy camera porn. So basically, porn wow. is illegal in South Korea. Okay. So they don't have any like proper way. I'm doing that in like speech marks of um, creating porn to, okay. to watch or distribute. Um, so obviously, like in a, in Silicon Valley, they create porn sets, whatever. So in South Korea, they rely on basically stealing images of women wow. so they have these really tiny cameras that you literally can't even see and they are embedded everywhere like in public toilets and they have such good technology that like you can see the person's face once they stand up from the toilet and they don't know obviously that they're being that filmed so bad. and it's put up on the, all these platforms and they're all illegal anyway so as soon as they get taken down put up on another one um, so it's like unregulated space and um, a couple of K-pop stars who were like huge like the Justin Biebs of like Korea. Korea yeah like my friend Maddie like absolutely loved K-pop when we were younger and I told her about this <laughs> and she was like don't tell me I was like yeah, you can't hear this one of the guys from Big Bang K-pop star um, has been I don't know if he's been charged but he admitted that he did um, filmed some women wow. and then distribute it in a whatsapp group uh and it's obviously ma- means that revenge porn there is absolutely horrendous and women this one woman found um porn that her boyfriend had taken of her that she didn't realize in their own home when he'd embedded cameras in their in their flat uh he kept uploading it re-uploading it for every time it was taken down for six months yeah that's shocking it's disgusting and it was it was really interesting because it was saying at the end oh um why is this our problem, you know? And it's like, well, it is our problem because if this technology comes over to the UK or if porn begins to be regulated in a way like that, you know, even with small things like, oh, you're going to have to do, like, identity for it to show that you're overage, like, it could be an issue here and if you're not aware of it, then you can't stop it and it's like a... Yes. I was just like, oh, my God, this yeah. makes me sick. Oh, wow, Imagine. I'm definitely going to listen to that. Yeah, really interesting. What about you? What have I been listening to? Well, me? Me, me. Me. Well, on the recommendation of um, Fajitas Tonight listener, Rachel Williams, um, I listened to the <laughs> girls... Long time pizza, <laughs> friend. Um, hardcore fan. But listening to the Girls Talk podcast with... Love Ad- it. Adwoa, what's her name? Adwa. 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 Can't pronounce it. Um, uh, it was with Dolly Alderton, our fave, mm-hmm. classic interviewee. She's like a gateway for us to get into different podcasts. Yeah. Literally, just if she's on it, I'll be like, oh yeah, I'll listen to that. Ep-. And then that's how I find so many. But um, it was a really interesting episode. Actually, she's kind of talking about like love and sex and relationships. But she made some really interesting points that I hadn't really thought about before. Um, and like for example, talking about like sex education and how we learn. Mm-hmm. So it was like you are only taught about sex from a biological standpoint. So you only learn about male ejaculation. Whereas female pleasure and female orgasm, they're not necessary to reproduction. So we're not taught it as part of the syllabus. Yeah. And that's just such a massive gap in our sex education. And I'd really... It's interested... such an injustice, isn't it? It is. And I found sex education so interesting as a topic. And I was chatting to Tanisha, if you're listening to this, when I was out in Amsterdam, because she's writing her thesis on um, sex education. She went out to Vietnam. Oh, yeah. Um, to talk to people about it out there. And it was just... And like the lack of sex education is so interesting. And it's so interesting how it's like so gendered um and like some people don't even know what sex is until they have had sex like it's that level of bad yeah and like they have different views about how the man is active and the woman is passive and obviously that is more extreme but like there are still origins of that in our own sex education Mm -hmm. which i found really interesting um but that podcast in general was just nice like a nice girly chat yeah 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 so i really enjoyed that um 
also on the recommendation of Lily Guest. Just got so many recommendations that were following through this month. Um, at the Dr. Chatterjee podcast, um, Feel Better, Live More, the episode Mental Fitness and Body Image. Oh, I listened to this. Yeah, it was so good. It's an episode I would re-listen to because I just feel like it was really dense. Mm-hmm. And it was just talking about how, like... Oh, it just covered so many different things. It was talking about, like, how... Um, men and women have different like shame triggers it was basically like talking about mental health I would say like how that connects to your body mental health and physical health would be like the topic but um, yeah like how men and women have different shame triggers and how like for women it's beauty and for men it's strength Mm-hmm. And those are the kind of things that would motivate mental health or mental illness, like saying, oh, you're so strong or like or a suggestion that you don't look pretty would be something that would motivate the girl to go to the gym. Whereas with a guy like a suggestion that he's not strong would make him feel not masculine and could lead to like. Did you say something to you when he was younger? <laughs> and that's why he goes to the gym so much. Yeah, I knocked his self-esteem. <laughs> that's my brother. Um, <laughs> and they were also talking about like um, apparently companies it's like compulsory for them to have um first aid officers and the woman who was the guest she was talking about how like she's um like campaigning for this policy that it should be compulsory to also have mental first aid officers Uh so it's literally just like frontline like not providing therapy or anything but just like if someone's having a panic attack you'd know what to do yeah and just like if someone's having suicidal thoughts or like someone to talk to like literally first response how to deal with it like the Mm. uni welfare system yeah but it's just such a good idea like yeah that should definitely be um like instituted because what the podcast was kind of talking about was just like the link between physical and mental health like it was saying i can't remember the exact statistic but it was something ridiculous like 90 percent of back pain that is being reported is actually linked to stress like yeah there isn't actually a problem with someone's back and talking about how like kids stomach pain it's usually to do with anxiety uh-huh. and how it's all linked back to what the ancients discovered ages ago because the greeks thought your stomach and your brain was like the same thing yeah and it was all to do with like, how like ancient medicine is actually speak so many truths to the modern condition Mm -hmm. so interesting definitely recommend you will be re-listening to it i feel like i needed to write down what i'm saying um i've also been listening to the week unwrapped okay i rediscovered it it's very similar to the daily and beyond today oh i like it then yeah so it's literally like it goes it's like big news stories but the ones that have been less reported each week and also it's a brexit free zone which oh. i was like blessed by. i think i did listen i listened to, that for to this bit. last year is it with a guy called oliver ollie man yeah okay, i'm yeah. ollie man this is the week i'm wrapped i oh did listen to it yeah same and then i just i don't know how i must stopped. have deleted it yeah. stopped and i've got i got i fell deep dive back into it okay so i'm just gonna give you a few highlights of things random things that i just found so interesting um, so basically in Iran, I found this so surprising. Um, it is the, like the country, um, with the second highest rates of transgender surgeries. Really? Iran. That's so Following Thailand. I know. But the reason why you're like, oh wow, could it be progressive? No, 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 my friend. It comes from like even more repression. Basically homosexuality is so regularly punished. Like when people are stoned, like killed yeah. that, um, like being transgender is more acceptable so you're either gay oh or you die or you leave the country so it's literally like um gay people would change gender so that their feelings are more acceptable oh i know my God, it was shocking mental. it's so bad i know and so loads of iranians obviously fleeing the country or 
they are transitioning gender even though they don't feel that they are that gender how awful is that and also like some of the surgeries are botched etc so even if you are transitioning and you even you don't even feel like that you are that gender you might be stuck in like this weird semi-gender like it sounds so horrific but that's why this podcast is so good because it kind of shines light on these stories um another thing they talked about was true crime which we had an interesting oh there was a beyond about. today um yeah 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 i think we might have mentioned that in the last I podcast so long but it is a really interesting debate but anyway this was just kind of talking about it um, and the ethics of true crime in relation to feminism which i found really oh, interesting because it was saying how the majority of true crime listeners are women yeah and that the reason they watch it is to pick up tips in case they were in that kind of situation where they were being really like, caught themselves yeah and they were just kind of they have really interesting discussion about the whole thing that's mad i know Wait, so give me an example of a true crime like where you'd be in that situation um oh, i don't know well like ted bundy i guess like, I don't know, like, where women are the victims of a serial killer. Oh, you see what I mean? okay. Yeah, I and thought so you meant the... that women were thinking about how they could commit crimes. Oh, no, no, no. Like, As oh, in, like, okay. how women are the victims the majority of the time. How to spot things. And, and how yeah. to spot... And they were talking about how maybe that's why women are the majority of... Like, they, they were speculating, but they have, like, yeah, a maybe. really good I don't know. I don't know debate about it. I know, exactly. I've just got some weird... We've had this conversation. Well, yeah, everyone's so just got this... Bit. I do think it's like a... I think it comes back to the bloodlust thing that makes people watch gladiators you know like i think humans and the forbidden fruit of like murder we can't talk about it we can't do it but we can definitely watch it yeah maybe. you know weird. i know it is weird but that was also really interesting um something else they talked about was like oh yeah in china how like the country have got this dating leave policy for women oh my God, because yeah. after their one one child policy um it kind of worked a bit too well and now they're a bit worried about population so they're trying to... oh yeah because there's loads of men and not many women yeah exactly yeah. and so and like the women su- they... men, male suicide rate, rates are really high aren't they oh are they yeah i think so yeah it was such an interesting discussion but basically yeah the women are they're saying that women can have this dating leave from work and go and i know yeah so that they find partners and so that they have more children what an odd policy that's so random. i know i mean i'd definitely take it and use it to go on holiday but still <laughs> Be no, yeah exactly bye but yeah i know how bizarre um and then yeah there was a really interesting one they, they're just so random there was one on tuskless elephants right. where basically elephants are being so poached in the wild that um like the if if you've got tusks you are killed by a poacher that there's like a rare strain of elephants that are born without tusks and what? they're the ones that are surviving because they have no interest in poachers i know so it's literally like nature that's, finding that's a, a way evolution like, I, I know it took, like exactly it's literally it's kind of like a positive and a negative story because you're like nature is finding a way and yet we're also being dicks and poaching elephants but yeah that's crazy they're surviving i know mental and then final one i promise for um the week unwrapped which you must all listen to because it is amazing um it was about this australian lawyer in the case of like there were lots of australian criminal um gang fights can't believe we didn't hear about this in the regular news but um she like they were her clients they were being prosecuted but she was snitching on them to the police and it, the episode was all kind of to do with the ethics like a lawyer's ethics like can they defend a criminal when they know they've done it 
and she went against the lawyer's code and yeah. told the police. Mad. I know. And everyone was like condemning her, like, you really can't do that. But then you're like, well, it really makes you think. Like, how could you defend someone who's like, I know I've murdered these people, well, I've killed your, loads that's of That's your job, people. mate. You've picked exactly. It. I know. I know. You know that you're going to well, get some cases against like it. that if you become I know. a defence lawyer. Yeah. And there was this whole big scandal because she was like sleeping with one of the police officers and blah, 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 oh, blah. Oh, wow. But yeah. That sounds juicy. Oh, so I'm juicy. I know. It's great. And then, as I mentioned in the intro, I did also listen to Elizabeth Day on Emma Gammon's Control Up Delete episode, and I just thought it was such. I what just were think they talking about? she just was talking about her whole how to fail concept. Yeah. But I just think she articulates herself so well, and I think she's got so many really interesting views on life. And also, she mentioned Fleabag. God, just obsessed with Fleabag Bridge. But how like the miscarriage thing in the first episode was inspired by Elizabeth Day's own story because she had a miscarriage in a oh. restaurant. I know. No. And Phoebe Waller-Bridge kind of messaged her, like, was because they are really good friends, and yeah. she was just like, I think I've accidentally written an episode to do with this. Like, I will not do it if you don't want me to. And Elizabeth Tate was like, in your capable hands, I trust you. It's absolutely fine. Get your hands fine. my miscarriage! I know! And I was just like, oh, little nod there. But, yeah. That's mad. I know, yeah. Was that a recent thing, or was that... I think, well, I think she writes about it in her book. One of the ways that she fails, in inverted commas, is that she was told when she was going through her infertility that she, that her treatment... <gasps> Morgana, was... yes! <laughs> Alarm interruption. Excuse me. I am hungry. Um, I know, so... <laughs> We've got a masturbate downstairs, everyone. Um, yeah, that she was told that she was her fertility treatment was failing to work like her uterus was failing and oh. the language that the doctors used made her feel like a failure as a woman like when monica is told in friends that she oh. has um hostile like ovaries and she's oh. like i'm not hostile i'm a great hostess <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. though it's so interesting with the language but that is what i've been listening to it's a fuckload wow i've been studying hard <laughs> well yours is all done now so you i can know i can expect continue more everybody else um, um tell me what well i was gonna ask you Elle, if you've been consuming anything else i read a book wow <laughs> it was easter sunday and it was hot and I sat outside and read a book. It's Fantastic. called Vox by Christina yes. Garker. And it's sort of like a handmaidsy tale type thing, but obviously set in the present day rather than like in the 80s. Oh, is it? Yeah. Um, and basically women... It's the same sort of concept where like a fundamentalist Christian group have come in uh, into power in America. Um, and they want to make things how they were in the 1950s where women stayed home and didn't really say anything yeah and they've got this like idealized idea of a woman in the family home and stuff um and they introduce um little like apple watches but instead of giving you anything like the time or (laughs) Or any cool gadgets great cool things it electric shocks you if you go over 100 (gasps) words a day and it counts your words so you can see how many you've got left oh my god um and it's really interesting because yeah so she she's a scientist of linguistics the author well actually the author and also oh the protagonist as well the protagonist yes it's all about like language um which is kind of like adding another dimension like it's really informed and she basically was before um these controls came in where you had to wear it and you had restricted speech she was working on a serum to like help stroke victims to get their language back wow and then essentially the government rehires her and they're like we're gonna take off your counter 
um, and you can work on this serum for us. And she doesn't really know why she's working on the serum, and then it all comes out. It's very like evil, Ooh. and essentially they want. To... Oh, I'm definitely gonna read. Yeah, I can't no, no, no. Okay. I was gonna say, please don't spoil it. No, um, but it's also really interesting because it's from her perspective, but also as a mother, um, and she has a daughter. So it's only for women, obviously. So she's mm. got two. She's got three sons. And her eldest son has been really indoctrinated by these ideas. Like he's sixteen, and he's like, "Mum, that's your job. Go and get the milk." Like, ah. and he makes he's really kind of like aggressive about it, and mm. sees himself as kind of like the champion of the cause at his school. Like, oh, mm. I had a visit from this really prominent yeah. priest who really like thinks I'm great. Um, and she's is her struggle with being like, I hate my son. Yeah, I can't hate my son because it's not even his fault. But like, I hate him. Yeah. He's a horrible person. And then oh, she's wow. got a daughter who obviously so she, the daughter was about three, mm. I think, when she had the counter put on, and it's all about how she gets the daughter to not speak, and then the guilt that she feels for like training her daughter not to speak because she doesn't want her to get oh, wow. and how the schools bring in um they bring in like treats so it's like if you have the least words spoken all day at school as a girl obviously um you get a treat and the daughter then begins to not speak not because she's getting shocked but because she wants to win these prizes wow so yeah oh really yeah interesting. yeah what about you I, with books i did actually manage to read for pleasure whoop, 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 so whoop, whoop. finish my degree um, so I read A Thousand Splendid Sons by Khaled Hosseini, which mm-hmm. is the same guy who wrote The Kite Runner. I've not read either, but I've heard of both. Well, both are harrowing, in short. Okay. Like, he's such a fantastic writer, but um, it, they are very, like, like depressing books in many ways. But anyway, A Thousand Splendid Sons is set in Afghanistan, um, and it's kind of following, like, the lives of these two women, I'd say, mostly. Um and it was just so interesting because I don't really know much about Afghanistan. It's mm-hmm. kind of like, it's kind of like their lives and how, oh, I don't know how women struggle and like it kind of starts with like Mariam who's like an illegitimate child and then because she's considered a bastard, um, how like she's married off in this way and then her husband's really abusive and then you meet Layla who also struggles with, like with an abusive husband and like. There is just so many tragedies and it's all unfolding against this backdrop of like Afghanistan's revolution, like how the Soviets were in power and then the Taliban come in and it's all like, it's just so beautifully written. Oh, I actually and I feel think maybe like, I'd be interested because it's hist- history. Yeah, 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 exactly. And it kind of just like blends everything. But because you're told it through the point of view of these two women, like you feel everything so personally. Yeah. Oh my and God. Okay. Yeah. Have you got it in really like, good. physical I've copy. got it on my Kindle, but you can borrow all trade you can have Vox it's called yeah because I've got I a few yeah. to get through oh, great. so exciting oh, it's great it is great um, yeah so I recommend that and I've also finished This Is Going To Hurt by oh, Adam K which is fantastic one. which Elle has lent me got it in um, paperback haven't brilliant I? brilliant I'm going to have to buy it in paperback as well it's, it's so have, good yeah. it's one you want to lend out to everyone mm-hmm. but um, it's basically The Diaries of a Junior Doctor and it's kind of been hailed as a love letter to the NHS and it's just these really funny diaries he was working in the Obs and Gynie ward aka Brats and Twats and it's just these stories about like random objects that he finds in vaginas like like delivering babies and it's kind of like comic tragic i don't know and it's kind of he published it at the time where the like the government had all these like measures against the junior doctors and there was all these striking and like he he highlights the bad treatment and the bad hours of of, of nhs workers and it's just it's just got such a heart you know yeah and it's also really funny it's so funny it's brilliant but also the end the end oh god the did end. you cry i cried i didn't cry I but cried. I, I probably Heart. yeah it, it was <laughs> it 
it was it was really really good it was like comic tragic but yeah very very enjoyable and then i suppose to finish off Elle, what have you been consuming food wise well in the this, last i mean it's a month, month because it's a month i think we should allow like an eating out meal yeah that's and, fine. A, and an eat-in meal i can roll okay so my eat-in meal fave Ooh. was the easter egg no <laughs> i actually oh no i have eaten an easter egg um it was the easter sunday barbecue oh yes it was so good we Love had barbecues. yeah dan actually just topped himself <sighs> on any barbecue we've had before it was delicious. really so i had um halloumi and veg skewers <sighs> I had beanie bag with all the toppings, oh potato God, amazing, salad, amazing. literally like chips and dips, everything. I just love a picky bit. I think I'm welling up. There was tzatziki, hummus. I'm welling up. Um, oh, tomato with mozzarella and like basil. Oh Not my basil, God. What's it called? Rocket. Sounds so what? good. Um, and then my eating out was, um, I had Thai at the Giggling Squid. I had a panyang. Ooh. which apparently I've literally got up the definition because <laughs> I was like oh it's just really yummy I don't know what it was is a another form of red curry it's thickened with coconut milk and has a slightly stronger fragrance from finely sliced lime leaves Ooh, delish la, la. I had that with uh, some spring veg spring rolls oh some uh, sticky rice oh my god yeah oh this is really funny what a natural segue I was going to say the best thing I've eaten at home is exactly what you ate out what Thai? Yeah. So mum, mum has been getting really into tofu. Yeah. And like, I had a few mates around for dinner, like over, over Easter, and this was like my go-to dinner party dish, yeah. if you will. Mine's I chilling. did like, yeah. <laughs> well, I just did like this big vat of like Thai red curry with tofu, like all the veggies, and then I'd do spring rolls on the side, yeah. serve with a bit of prosecco, all the rice. God, yeah, it was good. And then with the veg spring rolls, we'd get out like a little bowl of sweet chili sauce oh, and a little yeah, bowl yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. of soy sauce. Like you uh-huh. need the dippings. Yeah, yeah. And then we'd like top with what did I even top with? I think I had some coriander. Even had some cashew nuts. You oh, know, God, you went all, all out. out for when my you babies. Oh yeah, I can do. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot that snag. Um, and then meal out. Oh, I returned home to Bay. Went to Amsterdam and I went to Sir Hummus. Oh, which is I just never went there with you when I amazing. came to visit. Amazing, I know it's so what good. What did you have? So basically, they serve you these massive bowls, like a cereal-sized bowl of hummus, but it's really Jesus good. Christ. It's like blended so well, and you get whatever toppings on it. So I had like these Egyptian like fava beans. Oh yeah, like a fool. Uh-huh. Yeah, hey, yeah, yeah, yum. Um, with like roasted pine nuts, and then they serve it to you with two warm pita breads yeah. and like pickles and a little salad and like their special spicy sauce and then an extra spicy thing oh so it's a and bit and it like, is just like a dream um, what's it called that we went to bit like damasina yeah but oh, they the, the centra is the hummus centra centra the hummus and oh my god it was so good and i went and i wore the t-shirt that you guys got me for my birthday oh, yeah. which says hummus <laughs> they must have thought wow we've got a super fan in the house did you get, you right, got a picture I, there. I did oh why is that on insta Oh, I don't know if it was Insta-worthy. It was more for your viewing pleasure. I'll just send it to you. Great. And you Maybe can it could be it. my background. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not called so Pizza tonight, Morgana. Jesus. I know, yeah. We do love our heaters, don't we? 
But yeah, I think we're ready to wrap yeah, them all up. That was a, that was a bumper. So. That was quite a bumper special. We didn't even get to mention, you know, Kim K becoming a lawyer. I know. Notre Dame. All these Climate big things. That, but I'm sure you guys would rather know that we ate hummus and we both had Thai curries. I mean, you can look at the real news for that. Exactly. We're the things good that fly under the radar. Um, that's still important. But if you enjoyed this episode, please do not forget to rate, review, and subscribe. On whatever you are listening to this to on Apple Podcasts, yeah. and Spotify. I don't know what you can do. With we just appreciate feedback, and also we do have a Twitter account at Fajitas Tonight. So if you've got any opinions about Tweet what us. you've heard or any episode suggestions, we're very open. But obviously, we do have the final say. If we don't like what you say, we, uh, <laughs> we won't do it. <laughs> we'll be open though. Yeah, we yeah. will. So we are actually back now. So we will be giving you more regular episodes. Hope you've enjoyed. We'll see you next week. Over and out. Bye.